All right, you ready, Brian? I'm ready. Count me down. Yeah. Three, two, <laughs> two and up, one. Chris. Sorry. Sorry. Shut up. Do it again. Three and two. I'm gonna hurt you. Count. Okay. Three, two, one, and go. Welcome to the Joe Zone Podcast. It's Chris and Brian. What's up, Brian? I missed you, man. I know. I had to do some without you. How many? How many did you do without me? Like three in a row. It wasn't three in a yes, row. Yes, it was. It wasn't really. I had the fabulous got, folks from Savannah and Chelsea. So, do you want to know where I've been? I think the people want to know. Where the I've people been. deserve. I an have been working on a side gig uh, called Jones Zone Marketing. So, I've been working with a, a few other small businesses and uh, service providers, helping them get leads and sales through Facebook and Google. That's what I've been doing, Chris. So, it's been eating up a lot of my podcast time. Well, I'm glad you explained that. I was starting to have my feelings hurt. I, uh, I didn't realize that you were doing that. I'm sorry. Well, do you have to know everything about me? No, but I, you know, it'd be nice to, you know, I thought that maybe you'd lost interest in me and well, the podcast. Yeah, but, <clears throat> after episode four, I've lost interest, but I still come. All right. Well, on that note, let's get started for today. Our guest is Leah Henrion. Man, she whiz. I already butchered it, didn't I? Did no, it right? it's all good. Okay. You did great Han- job. Han- great job. Han- Henry-, Henry Yeah. She's a financial services professional at New York Life, and she offers a variety of products that can help you meet a number of insurance and financial needs, including, but not limited to, college funding, retirement, managing costs for extended periods of care, and lifetime income strategies. She's focused on self-employed small business owners and also a passion of hers is to help inspire and encourage women entrepreneurs and help them empower each other. Uh, through that, she hosts a bunch of events and different um, social gatherings and stuff. So, Leah, welcome to the Jones Zone. How are you? Thank you. I feel extremely honored oh, to be on here wow. today. Honored and humbled? Yeah, both. Okay, both. Great. <laughs> uh, very much so. Good. Well, um, you know, so that was a real quick, brief introduction. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your backstory and and uh, what you've done professionally, and then how you got involved with New York Life? Okay, great. So I'll condense my long life story into uh, uh, a, a minute or two. But uh, moved here from Illinois about five years ago. Uh, moved a lot in my life. Born in Oregon, lived all over the country, and uh, coming here to the Carolinas has been. A huge, huge blessing on uh, Illinois. I was an event coordinator and was one of those fitness freaks. Uh, ran a personal training studio, did the whole competition thing. Um, was that uh, like a bikini competition or like a body competition? Yes. Well, it was bodybuilding. Um, physique? Yes. Like a physique? Well, it was the bikini category, so it didn't have to be quite so manly gotcha, steroid okay. looking but um i didn't take any steroids by the way <laughs> just saying disclaimer um so coming coming here you know uh the different things that happen in your life really um change the trajectory of your life and for me it was a couple life events one being a, a divorce that i didn't anticipate um same year my brother passed away uh, which was unexpected from cancer so when things like that in your life happen, they completely change your mentality and you really sit down and think about what do I want to do with my life? I want to make a difference. So um, from there, that kind of catapulted me into this industry and it's um, 
it's been quite a wonderful experience and uh, you know I feel blessed not only the clients that I have but the people that I've met like you mentioned the the different events that I do with, with women and empowerment and encouraging entrepreneurs um, you know that's a passion of mine because I've I learned the hard way how to recover from different things uh, life changes as a woman and not being prepared so um, it's exciting for me to be able to if at least in a small way um, help other people either not have to go through something that, that I did or just uh, have a better strategy to um, go through it in the best, best way possible yeah, so. yeah. So interesting what would, what would your advice be to, to a woman who's going through something that you went through currently mm -hmm. what would you well if you could tell them one thing to, to help them get through the day what would that be in terms of their business or life either or... either way like if they're struggling like say you know say they're going through a divorce and they're just really down they don't know how they're gonna pick their life back up what mm -hmm. would you tell them so for me one of the biggest uh, changes um, anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge fan of motivational speakers Tony Robbins uh, people like Napoleon Hill things like that and uh, your your mindset um, is a hundred percent the determining factor for how you either rebound from something or go through something with uh, and, and make it through and not let it um, and not crumble um, so for me it was uh, I know this probably sounds a little crazy, but seeing myself doing the things that I envisioned in the, mm -hmm. in the future, uh, whether that be, uh, you know, I, to me, words have power. So um, saying things in, in the morning, but, you know, some people call them affirmations. Yeah, right. um, positive reading, I, I mean, 100%. Those hard times, some of the things that I read, um, mo mo not just motivational, but... Um, different books and um, things that changed how I saw my circumstances. You know, it allowed me to not say, oh, poor me, mm -hmm. why is this happening? But, okay, well, things like this only happen to tough people. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to figure out a way to, to overcome this. Very law of attraction-y, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, so a couple of things uh, before we get too deep. You're from Oregon. That's where I was born. Tell me you've seen The Goonies. Yes, okay. I have. What's that, what's that delay? What's that? Yes. Do you not like it? Well, you're, you're not no. embarrassed by it. You're like a big fan. You don't want to be embarrassed. No. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan. I have, I have seen it. Um, well, you're, you know, I, I don't understand how people don't like it. Is it a boy-girl thing? I don't know. Did it's you like see it when you were like a kid or when you were, when you were an that's, adult? That's very important. Did you see it as a kid or did you see it like four years ago? No, I saw it probably six, seven years ago. Say that don't oh, count. Yeah, yeah. That don't count. Okay. So yeah. you're expect okay. So I probably would have had a better, you know, greater experience. My three year old is obsessed with it. well, not really? anymore, but she went through a phase mm -hmm. where we watched it every night for like forty five nights. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I'm serious. She is she is on that Goonies. And now, did she really like it, or was she it? Loved hey, I love it. this. You're gonna love this movie. And, I don't you know, know. It's, she liked it. She okay. Really, Your passion encouraged you to share it, and then yeah. she fell in love with I it. I kind of tricked her into watch. Okay, so here's. I knew that she was gonna be afraid of of sloth. So I, before I even before I even you know put the movie on, I told her that there was a scary looking guy in the movie, but he's not scary. He's very nice, and I think planting that seed helped her because that sloth can give a kid nightmares yeah. the first time. Though. 
And then another thing I talked about or I thought of when you were kind of giving us your background was you used the word fitness freak. Yeah. Like, why does fitness freak, how did that term even come about? Like, that makes it sound like a negative thing that you're... Well, it can be. You have the people in the fitness industry where that's their life. They live and breathe it. And if you're not talking macros, they have nothing else to talk about. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, it it did get a little uh, obsessive at at one point. I still like fitness. Um, Can't really tell right now, but um, it hasn't completely left my life. (laughs) Well, let's get into New York life. Let's talk about some of the the products and services that you provide. I mean, I. We kind of touched on it a little bit, but what are some of the programs and things that you offer? I mean, and and also, would you consider yourself, obviously you would work with anyone, but mm-hmm. do, are, is working with women a, a specialty or a niche of yours, or can you it get is, into that? It is, so like you said, uh, can pretty much help everybody, but I have a, a couple different focuses. Um, the big picture being people that are self-employed, and then another aspect of... Um, businesses focused on women and uh, education Um, but as a uh, just broad uh, general outlook on planning um, it is comprehensive Uh, I believe in taking a more non-traditional look Um, so it's it's not cookie cutter whatsoever it's based on the individual not only where they're at now but specifically where they they want to go in the future it's not okay you're 35 Here's, you know, plan for you. It's, it's about details. Yeah. Um, but as far as what we offer, a uh, big focus for me is taxes. You know, you think about all the bills that we pay in our life. You talk about rates of return, fees, all of that. You know, the biggest bill is taxes that, that each of us are ever going to pay. So, um, What does that do this year? Uh, it's due at the same time every year. Yeah, I think it's uh, file an extension? J- July, July <laughs> It depends if you got that six month extension, I guess. Right. Which so, those can be helpful. But. Now those that's the main concern of women entrepreneurs, right? Is that what you're talking about? Taxes? Or? Um well honestly, everyone in general, okay. but business owners specifically. Simply because they get hit with self employment tax, they don't have an employer paying some of the taxes for them, not to mention any of the benefits that employer would typically provide, it all falls on the, the shoulders of the business owner. So how can they best utilize the profits that they have, keeping more in their pocket and only paying what they absolutely have to to the government? Um, and starting off in a business, you know, we could all attest the very beginning is, you know, you, you start off small and the success of the business, I mean, you continue to grow, your profits increase, but... That also increases your tax bracket. Mm-hmm. How does how do your services work? Do, do does does someone come in and they have like a consultation and you sign them up for different programs? Or we met with some people that had a, a subscription model before. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of what does someone signing up for your services? What does that look like? So initially, it's it's a conversation. I want to find out about them. Am I a good fit for them? Are they going to be a good fit for me as as a client? So. Uh, first time getting together is really just to find out about them, whether they have a business. I want to know the details about it, where they see themselves going, and uh, you know what planning they've already put in place. Um, because most people have done some planning, whether it be on the most basic level or have a financial planner, advisor, most people have. So it's, uh, and then after that, that will help me determine 
whether we should move forward and look at solutions for the different areas that I see their holes in their plan or um, areas of concern to them. Um, and then from there, it's, it's presenting solutions and what makes sense, and uh, it's a process. So when you're working with a business owner or an entrepreneur, how do you um, work together with a business coach or with a, uh, a personal coach? Or like, is it easier to kind of work as a team or do you do like, is it still kind of individual sessions or how are you guys able, how, how would one business owner incorporate all these different players into their, in their life? So it's, it really is specific to the individual, you know, for we're talking about uh, a CPA that they're working with. Uh, and not every meeting that we have needs to be with them, but as a business owner, you, you look at the people that you have helping you grow as kind of your board. And they all need to be on the same page. So whether that means a, a yearly meeting of everyone kind of coming together with, with the client, um, but it, it's, I think, easy for business owners to try to do everything themselves, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning. Yeah. And quickly they find out that, okay, well, I'm really good at the focus of my business, but all of these other facets of it, I, I need people to help support me so I can grow more quickly. Um, so it, it's based on the individual and how many other board members or players they, they have. <laughs> right. um, but it is important for everyone to be on the same page to promote the growth of that person. What do you, um, Not I don't want to put you on the spot because I, I don't want you to get in trouble or anything, but <laughs> how do your services differ from business owners and entrepreneurs versus someone who maybe the husband is the primary uh, wage earner? Or mm-hmm. like, how do you... What are the different styles that you use or tactics that you would employ versus those people? So depending on, if I'm understanding your question correctly, are you saying um, how do I determine what strategy to use for each person? Like let's say a woman came to you and she wasn't necessarily an entrepreneur or a business owner, but maybe Mm -hmm. her husband was and she wanted to get financial planning and insurance and stuff. So I, I guess... And I don't even know if it's. It probably depends on exactly what they're looking for, but I imagine your advice and your structure would be different for someone in that situation versus someone that's a business owner or an entrepreneur, right? Correct. And I'm I'm very respectful when there's a a couple and in, involved. You know, everybody has different dynamics in their relationship and finances. But uh, if there is another <clears throat> individual in the picture, it is important that they're both on the same page. Um, and that's why I, you know, promote the education of women so much is because many times they're not on the same page as, as their husband when it comes to finances. So helping them understand that. So, um, for example, if I met a woman through referral networking, um, sometimes it's an initial conversation with her just to get an idea of, you know, what she has going on, uh, family or if she has business or her husband does, and then from there determine okay, well, does it make sense for us to all get together or just give her some ideas if, if it doesn't um, make sense for us to all meet again? But you're right. The planning is very uh, individualized, so it's, it's based on the circumstance of the individual. And, um, you know, we, everybody's financial plan has to have a solid foundation. I mean, whoever you are. Uh, because when you're talking about savings accumulating, if something devastating or unexpected happens, that's all depleted if you don't have anything that 
protects you. So you mentioned protect you. And earlier, you know, you don't have to share your personal story, but you mentioned that you'd been divorced. Mm-hmm. What should women, or I guess men, for that matter, what should they do to protect themselves and for, for unexpected expenses like that, whether it's a divorce or death or mm-hmm. a, a sick loved one? I mean, what are some things or... Some practical advice, basically. Yeah, that right. people should do. So, on the, the most basic level, when you talk about the things that protect you health insurance sometimes disability makes sense Uh, life insurance one thing that a lot of people don't think about unless they've gone through this with a parent is um, long-term care insurance um, because that can completely deplete anyone's retirement savings Um, so so is it like a is that like a like a instance of somebody being in a coma long like that what you're thinking of like long-term medical bills that's like putting dad in a nursing home right right that or needing in-home care Mm. um it's it's expensive i mean i think the average national cost is between 70 and 80 thousand and that's just average and it's insane (sighs) um and for most people they live paycheck to paycheck so i uh, whether you make 50,000 or 250,000 any plan takes discipline i mean nobody's come to me and just said i have like 50 grand at the end of the year, it's just, I don't know what to do with it. It takes discipline. You know, we learn, we, we spend our money. So even if it's on a basic level of putting aside a little a week for that emergency savings, giving up one or two Starbucks a week, what does that look like? I think people would be surprised what it adds up to, whether that's just emergency savings in the bank or whether you're talking about investing. Um, so small things do add up and just going over um, those basic things. Do you have an emergency fund? Um, the importance of, not that I, you know, I'm a debt consolidator or credit repair by any means, but the <laughs> impact that those different things For $199, have. I'll fix all your credit problems. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the impact that it has on every other part of your life, and if you can just really watch your spending. I mean, sometimes just looking at a bank statement with somebody and oh. them seeing, oh my gosh, how many times did I swipe Dude, my debit card? I'm telling you, oh, I don't want to do that. It is oh. eye-opening. Yeah, I bet it is, because I know if, yeah, I, I'd have a bad day if I did that. Well, it, but I'm a realist. You know, I tell people, I, I learned that life is short. I, I believe you should enjoy life. You should, and not deprive yourself of everything. It's, uh, but there's a good balance between yeah. savings and enjoying your life along the way. So earlier you were talking about women's networking group. I would like to get into that. So what made you decide to... Well, you're a male. <laughs> so it's a women's networking group. I identify as a... Many men have asked to come, but <laughs> so you're not the only one. Not, that, okay. like, like, not like that, but what made you uh, want to start a women's networking group? Is there any one instance? I think it's just a combination of personal experiences. And I think other women would agree that we see a lot of women who are catty think that climbing the success ladder is about seeing how many people can I step on to get there and that's not true so bringing together like-minded women and even women just starting out whether they have a business or not I mean you guys are both married I'm sure that you think that your wives are, I mean, they're powerhouses. I mean, to be a mom truly is the hardest job, so you don't have to be a business owner um, to to come to the groups. It's, it's more so about empowering women in general. I don't think they give themselves enough credit, 
and I think that they have so much potential and it's really just finding the getting through that grayer and figuring out what they need what's the missing piece to help unlock their, their full potential so are these groups on are, are these meetups or like what are what do these look like so I have two networking groups which you can come to them Brian they're not specific Ooh. to women <laughs> um, but the events that I do I mean, I try to do them as often as I can. I know we're all insanely busy, but I do try to host them every six to eight weeks uh, for women specifically. Okay. Uh, one, I'll just give you a nugget. One coming up will probably be um, centered around everything that, that women like, from beauty to it's maybe in a, a nail salon. Um, Manny petties. Exactly. Hey, you look so. good, you feel good, you work good. <laughs> There could be, you know, wine taste involved in with that. I don't know. Um, but they're generally every couple months, and they're by in- invitation. Um, I invite my clients, friends of theirs, and other women that I respect. They invite their friends. So it's just a, kind of by invitation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so you are a, a former personal trainer, correct? Yes, I did. Well, I did train a lot of people, ran a training studio. Um, Pros, cons of running a, a training studio. How much time do you have? <laughs> All the time you need. Um, so. Not th- literally, actually. Like, fine, actually. <laughs> it's 402. <laughs> if you would leave now. Yeah. Um, so, fitness, you know, I do think that it is a, an important component in people's lives. It's one of the things that is many times lacking because people have no time now but um, showing people how that they how they can fit in whether it be in 20 30 minutes something that will impact them not only in their health but physically and you'd be sh- shocked at difference in, in people's mood there the level how positive they are when they start working out so that was a cool part of it being helping someone along their journey of watching them grow in their confidence yes yeah. yeah because you can have the smartest person in the world but if they're not confident because of you know some physical or, or just their health in general um, and not being where it needs to be to be able to give them tools and something that's doable you know you, you don't have to work out three times a day it's you know do you feel like there are some parallels between the two? Because it sounds like you can be a counselor, you can be, you can see someone make progress, you mm-hmm. can kind of put them on the right path. I mean, do you feel like there are some things that you took from that world and you're implementing in your new life? There are. Um, both both industries, uh, both take discipline. Um, and there again, I think people can be intimidated one by by fitness mm-hmm. just because they see the people there oh my gosh I'm gonna have to work out four hours a day not be able to you know starve and and that's not the case same thing with finances I have to be Donald Trump or a millionaire to do any kind of planning and it's not true you know people start where they're at and it's a process you don't do everything all at once um, so it's it's setting small goals once you attain them and ultimately it leads to your what, what you'd like to see happen in your life, your bigger goal. So you're right, there are, there are several comparisons to both industries. I just prefer the one I'm in now. <laughs> no, it was like Tony Robbins, he was talking about uh, 
the, the post office worker that retired and he was like a multimillionaire mm-hmm. and stuff. $70 million. Is that what it was? What? And he made yeah. $14,000 a year. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Oh, uh, tell me the story. I didn't hear this story. Um, I forget which book it's in, but... Uh, Unshakable. Was, his... it, was it compound interest? Well, then it's been in a couple because I haven't read Unshakable, but he, he's had... He, oh, money. Okay. I think it's a money and a And, uh, yeah, basically. Like compounded. He just made a butt ton. He just put a little bit aside every paycheck and... Yeah, he made 14 grand a year. <laughs> retired. What year? Was this like in the 80s, though? This was a while ago. 60s? Yeah. yeah, I mean, 14 grand, yeah. yeah. And, well, he had a friend in the financial industry that said, you're going to save 20% of what you make, and he said, that's impossible. I make 14 grand. I'm already poor. And he said, well, if taxes increased by 20%, you'd figure it out. Like, you'd adjust, so we're going to do it. And he did it. Uh, when he got no. bonuses, he threw it in there, and by the time he retired, he had $70 million. That's insane. That's crazy. Are you into Dave Ramsey at all? I respect his advice to people. I think that there are definitely good things that you can pull from his, how he strategizes. Uh, but there again, um, he's very know, take, take, it with, take it with a grain of salt. Um a lot of good things to say, especially eliminating debt, hundred um, percent. But I, I wouldn't look to him for everything. You need okay. to have a balanced, a balanced view. <clears throat> you seem like you have a good balance. Um, when you talk, you you made me curious when you were talking about fitness and uh, and what you read and stuff. Do you have like a morning routine or a daily routine that kind of helps jumpstart you? So. I think every person I know <laughs> told about the You're like a miracle murdering girl. Yeah, I knew it. I sensed it. How Elrod was just leaking out of oh, her I mouth. I know. I know. And I, yeah. Um, That's cool, though. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not so legalistic about it where, oh my gosh, I get up at 3 a.m. Yeah. And I think the, the aspect of, you know, what he's trying to promote is how you start your day and then how you end your day really makes such a monumental difference. And um, for me, the more I got into just controlling your mindset, you know, or not letting your thoughts be all over the place and starting your morning off with, even if it's short, you know, five, six minutes of something, whether it's meditating, um, affirmations, of reading. Do you meditate? In short time frames. As you can tell, I'm kind of like busy. So meditating for me is a struggle. I've gotten better at it. But it's hard. Not it's everybody, hard. I mean, I'm like, oh, it's been three minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I, it's really hard to get used to. It's really it is. Nice. Have you ever been floating? A sensory deprivation tank? No. I have. <laughs> like Tell 12, me about 12 that. Times. Brian does it all the time. I go, it's a place up in Huntersville, and uh, are you familiar with what it is? I've heard of it, but so I don't go know. So you go inside this tank, this water tank. It's probably like 10 inches, mm-hmm. but it has 1,200 pounds of Epsom salt. So it, you close yourself in. Mm-hmm. So there's no light, no sound. Uh, the water is supposed to be the same temperature as your skin. Right. So there's no sense of feel. It basically, it's it's like meditating. You can, go, you can float for an hour, and that's like four, equals to like four or five hours of meditating. Now it's pretty cool. Sometimes it's kind of it gets really hot in that tank, especially in the summer because the body's core temperature is uh, hotter than it is during the other times of right. year. So that you have to like open up the air vents to get kind of air flowing in. But it, it, it it's 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 cool, but it takes practice type of deal that type of. Deal. And how do you feel when you come out? Most of the time, great. Like really relaxed. 
um, sometimes I felt like I had more energy, but that came on later, maybe like mm-hmm. 30 minutes after I got out. Okay. But it's, I mean, there's so, many, so much salt in there. You're just floating around. and <laughs> it's, You're literally just floating in the water. Now, the, the goal, I mean, like, you're supposed to go into this, it's what's called the theta state, which mm-hmm. is basically right before you take a nap, sometimes you're awake and you, you feel like you're dreaming, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you can see the things in your head and then before you know it, you're asleep. Right. So imagine that for, for like 45 minutes because it takes, it takes the brain a while to shut off and, and to go into that relaxation mm-hmm. state. So for 45 minutes, you know, you could just be laying there and just feeling really relaxed, really cool. Wow. So one, time, one time I was floating and... <laughs> Why have you not been floating? <laughs> oh, I float. I've well, done it once, but it, okay. it was it was great. So one time I was floating in the uh, open 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 room, the open tub. So they have, there's a tank that you close yourself in, and then you get inside this little bathtub type thing where you don't close yourself in, but the room's still dark and everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was laying in there for about ten minutes, and I was feeling so relaxed. I was like, "All right, let me get up. I gotta go. I gotta go float." And I was like, "Wait, wait a second. I'm already floating." <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> light, light back down. It was, it was so awesome. It was, it was really right. So it makes you a little delusional. Okay. A little bit. I, I guess yeah, so. I thought he was going to miss his appointment. I was like, oh, I got to get up and go. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. I'm already here. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I think I was sleeping. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I was. I don't think it's possible. All right. Well, Leah, I'm going to let you take us home. Why don't you take the last minute and kind of recap what it all what all you do and then... He meant that literally. I'm at, We're out of gas. Tell people... <laughs> Where they can find you and what what areas you serve and just kind of take us home here. Um, great. Well, um, would love to. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you, thank you both for having me on here. Um, yeah, as far as getting in contact, um, more than happy to help. Like I said, it's it's not that you have to be a business owner or have to be a woman. I have a lot of clients that that are men, so. Um, but if you're interested in finding out how you can make the most of the money that you have, you work so hard for it, so how can you make it work harder for you? Um, whether that's through tax diversification or finding areas that we can free up money. Um, I mean, we do have patents on a couple different things, so um, would be happy to at least have a conversation and find out if I can be of help. Uh, my office is in South Park. It's right across from the South Park Mall, uh, which I stay away from. But uh, it's on it's on Fairview. <laughs> it calls you every day. Exactly. At that's that's why home. I stay busy. I don't have time to go. Um, but it's a uh, sixty one hundred Fairview. Um, but you know, I'm I'm used to traveling to my clients as well. I I only work with really busy people. So uh, sometimes meeting in my office is great, but sometimes it's in their office or. If you have kids, sometimes it's at your home because getting babysitters a little difficult. So, yeah. Um, but be more than happy to to help. If anyone has interest in some of the groups that I have, be happy to give you details on those as well. Um, but thank you both again. Uh, it's an honor, well, uh, privilege so much to to be on the Jones Zone. Before so, we leave, you. LinkedIn. How can they connect with you on LinkedIn? I think I'm the only Leah Hanrion. So if you, you type in my she name. She probably is. Type in Leah Hanrion. H-A-N-R-I-O-N. Make sure you to connect with her on LinkedIn. All right. Leah, thank you. Thank Great you both. You. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Brian. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome.